Hello, Herd, and welcome to another episode of the Clone Wars Rewatch here on Nerd Herder. I am your Herd leader, John Wayne. And I'm your Herd mom, Megan. And currently, we are at Celebration, but not really. No. We are, but not at the time of recording this. Currently, we're in a very echoey room. We're recording this uh, because we will be at Celebration during the time this would normally um, air. Uh, and so in order to enjoy celebration, but also be able to deliver you the great content you enjoy, um, we're recording ahead of time. Mm -hmm. uh, it's no, no big surprise. We've been doing that for a few episodes now. Yeah. Um, and so, but I hope we're having a good time. I hope I'm so pretty too. sure we will be. Um, yeah. By this point, we will have met all, well, a lot of people that we were hoping to meet. Yeah, we'll have met a lot of people. We'll have, uh, finished the... Episode 9 panel. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's that. How does so, it feel to know about Episode 9, John? Man, it's great. It's I, awesome. You know, that trailer was just so awesome. I love the part where Jar Jar Binks just showed up and just, man, I, like, there's a very specific moment. Yes. Everybody's going to cry. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah I won't yeah. spoil it here, but uh, yes. I can't believe Darth Nihilus just came out of the pond and just like Lord shot of hunger, someone man. in the forehead. Lord of Hunger. I man. can't believe that he grew a second mouth in his stomach and just ate Finn. Yeah, I that mean, that was incredible. I, I kind of felt cheated since they completely stole that from Spirited Gluttony. Um, yeah. Oh no, oh, I was gonna say yeah. Oh wow, Gluttony from Full Metal Alchemist. Two completely different anime references. Oh man. Good job. And both of them were in the trailer. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's <laughs> incredible. Actually, uh, you know, you remember the point where uh, Lust from Full Metal Alchemist just showed up yeah, randomly? Yeah, like, I, I'm pretty sure we actually wandered into an anime con, but... Um, Maybe. <laughs> yeah, and then that guy in the bear costume just just absolutely wrecked Potamron. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? It was. It was crazy, guys. Uh, I think we just, wandered into fur apocalypse at that point. Just take our word for it. Um, but nonetheless, uh, we as as awesome as that stuff is, we don't want to prevent you guys from enjoying uh, the Clone Wars and all of our normal Star Wars content. We're trying to stay mm -hmm. on top of our schedule, and so far, we're doing a pretty good job. So, we're here today um, uh, to talk about. Um, a very interesting arc. Oh yeah. This is something that we've heard a lot about from, well, Anakin, really. Um, and it's something we know about from his past, but we've never really seen it. Well, you have, because you've watched The Clone Wars, but I haven't. Well, yeah. uh, well no, I mean, like this, uh, yeah, we get into dealing with slavery in, in the galaxy. Mm -hmm. um, and with a particular group of people that actually he's acquainted with and knows of. Yeah, wasn't um, acquainted with them. He, well, no, he I knows mean, them. He know, yeah, he knows of them. Yeah. Um, because they kind of orchestrate a lot of the Outer Rim slavery. Yep. Um, Cat and, people. Yeah. Cat. And so, you know, he's... We knew he was a slave, but we never really saw him deal with that much. Mm -hmm. um, there are a couple of stories out there where he's more treated like a lesser than dude because he's older yeah um when all the other younglings are younger yeah and stuff like but there's never you know it's always been about his age or stuff like that like oh you know he's in the junior class he should be it, it it's never been quite about his past as a slave yeah um and so yeah this one's 
it's interesting by going to that place. Um, and it's also, it's, it's kind of, it has moments where it's deep and heavy. Mm-hmm. It has moments where it doesn't shy away from the topic that it's dealing with. Yeah. And doesn't want you at any point to feel like it's just cartoonified, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Like, you know, there's cartoons that have shown slavery. There's cartoons and, and shows and animation and all kinds of things that have shown it as like a minor inconvenience. Yeah. Um, and this one, I think, does a really great job of really making it feel like a suffrage and really making it feel like something we should all want to immediately go and abolish. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's kind of part of the point is to show, to highlight that that's... What's interesting about these later episodes is how much they peel back and like, okay, we know about the war, mm-hmm. but let's get into the areas that aren't getting taken care of because of the war. Mm-hmm. Likely, these people only get got more power because all the attention of the public was on the war, not them. Yep, that happens in real life, too. Exactly, and so, you know, when, when war is the main focus, they're able to um, really build up their market and everything there. Uh, so it deals with a lot of interesting things. I, I I always love when they introduce a little bit of Anakin's anger oh, yeah. in his character because it's those moments that really make it feel less sudden for episode three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he killed some Tusken Raiders in episode two, but then it's like immediately accepted and he's immediately back to the Anakin we knew and, you yeah. know, adventure. And so even though there was moments that it wasn't as frequent and someone that's willing to devote themselves to a life of the dark side you would think are a few more uh, moments a few more times when you probably should have had a conversation yeah Um, because that happens a lot in the Clone Wars where Obi-Wan or Yoda or someone will see like oh Anakin's freaking out again I guess that's fine and that happens in this episode even mm. Yeah, Obi-Wan just immediately just, eh. It's because of this. I get it. Well, Let's and we're just... going to talk about a specific moment where Obi-Wan kind of does a, a questionable thing as well. But yeah. I think it was just, I, I don't think it fit his character. I think it was because it was something that fit the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, Ahsoka sees Anakin more than Obi-Wan does yeah. in all of this. Yeah. Which, it's one of, it's interesting. Um I mean, we can talk more about that there. I mean, we were, we ended up rambling a little yeah. bit. I, I ended up rambling a little bit, but yeah. <clears throat> uh, but either way, but we'll we'll get to that in in the elements of the episode. So yeah, we're talking about the Zygerian slave arc. It's a three episode arc, um, and we're also talking about the episode "A Friend in Need." It's a single episode, and we weren't going to do a Clone Wars rewatch of just one episode. Yeah. So we added it on here since. We're going to be typically talking about four episodes at a time, usually. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, it's the Zagarian arc and a friend in need. And so we start off with season four, episode eleven, kidnapped. Kidnapped. Um, and adult nap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, more like adult nap. None of them are children, <laughs> but um, I'm sure there were some kids in there too. There were some um, multi-aged napped. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the the moral of this episode is where are where we are going always reflects where we came from. Mm. And that's good advice. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I've said before on a Monday Motivation where we like to, you know, uh, yeah, I did when I was talking about, you know, let the past die. Like, we like to be like, oh, no, that's in the past. Don't think about it. Don't, you know, it's gone. It's done. Well, but we have to remember the past to a degree 
because it influences in some way or another our future. Yeah, if you forget the past, you're doomed to repeat it. Exactly. And I'm pretty sure that's even probably immoral on one of these episodes. Probably. And that's the thing. Like, it, your past is not an excuse. It's an explanation. But at the same time, you know, you don't have to let that control you. Yeah, it doesn't have to be the lord of your life mm -hmm. because it happened. But it did happen, and you have to let that inform parts of your future, mm -hmm. you know, um, and, and I think that's a big thing with Sith too, is, or, or like with the dark side is, you know, that, that lie of like, oh, that's who you are. Yeah. Not necessarily, but it can be if you don't take care of it, if you don't deal yeah. with it. It's like I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts and, you know, when they're talking about the killer, it always comes up, oh, uh, well, this person, they had a head injury at a young age, which is incredibly common they had they were abused as a child and you know their their parent was an alcoholic all that stuff but at the same time I know plenty of people who were abused as a child who comes from you know alcoholic families but they're some of the best people I know yeah I mean it you, it can't ever be just like oh that's exactly yeah. what well there's, there's multiple yeah. factors that go into it, and there's there are um, plenty of kids and individuals that have risen above such means. Oh, yeah. Um, there's no specific serial killers, too. No. just and, and that's the thing, is like when we tell ourselves that, oh, I did this, so this must be the person I am, or this must be what I'm destined to do, nope. then I wouldn't really go with that just because five other people said that's the way it is. Like, you know, you, you, you got to... Yeah. Uh, you got to be careful not to let go of the future, but not hold too tight and all mm -hmm. that other stuff. So. Hold on loosely, but don't let go. Um, I'm not entirely sure what that has to do with the episode. I guess, like, Anakin? <laughs> I guess. Uh, I get, yeah, I, I get. Well, because, yeah, because he's, he's very, I mean, understandably upset and bitter oh, yeah. about the things going Definitely. on. Like, okay, yeah, I can see that more. That makes more sense. Yeah. Um, so, we get started today on the planet... Kiros. Yes. Yes. Well, I, I heard them in the episode say it a couple... I say Kiros, but I think some of them say Kairos. I say Kiros. I say Kiros, too. So there it's Kiros. <laughs> Solidarity high five. There you go. Um, we just changed Star Wars canon, guys. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, we start on the planet Kiros in the artisan colony. Mm-hmm. That is... Wow. Well, it's it's the primary colony of the Tegruta people who have built their life on very similar means of Mandalorians where it's about the arts and, and mm -hmm. um, talents and all that yeah. stuff. Like That's what they center their society around is be creative, be artistic, be special. You know, like they don't, and, and they're neutral because of that. Mm -hmm. They don't believe in, oh, honor comes from combat. No, honor comes from creativity kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's that's basically what that means. Well, that's why they reach out and say, hey, um, we're worried we might get blown up. Yeah. <laughs> we, we need some help. But yeah. they ask help from the wrong people. They ask help from the separatists. Uh, because, you know, everyone who reaches out to the separatists, they're fine. Well, I wonder what PR they showed because yeah. <laughs> well, like, because this is not an uncommon thing where it's like, hey, yeah. Count Dooku, we could use your help. Like, have you ever seen like uh, old propaganda films? 
Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, that's the thing is like that you you know something like that had to be out there. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, Dooku's charming personality can't be the only thing that were made these people like, oh yeah, um, please help. <laughs> I I want your yeah. battle droids here, please. Yeah. Um. So. The Separatist forces arrive on Kiros, and Governor Rosti, which is a Swedish dish made with potatoes and ham, <laughs> it's delicious if you've ever had it. Uh, in the colony of the Togruta, uh, they they get talked into siding with the Confederacy. Yeah, I felt I think they thought, oh, we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna see what yeah. the terms are. But yeah, we're gonna read the terms and conditions. But the Toydarians learned. Quick when they, you know, they wanted to talk about it, and yeah. uh, then they slipped through Dooku's fingers. So this time, yeah. Dooku was just like, "No, we're taking over." <laughs> yeah, we're, we're gonna quick. help you. Yeah, and Rushdie, of course, wishes to remain neutral in the war, which anyone would. Yeah, but I mean, that's, then why ask for for uh, you know? Yeah, it it I get what you're going for, but you're doing it the wrong way. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, and Dooku gives them the whole, oh, we will offer you protection. You know, yes, we're protection. Gonna, we're going to give you sanctuary. Mm -hmm. So everybody get rounded up. You know, so <laughs> we can take you to protection. Right. <laughs> that's, that's verbal air quotes, by the way. Um, and we get to meet his right-hand man, Darts Dinar. Well, for this, for this situation... Darts Dinar. Yes. Uh, professional wrestler. I don't know. You don't have to I'm do not going to do that. You really time. don't have to do that. Yeah, and he ominously says, all right, get everybody rounded up. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, ah, uh, protection. Protection. I'm going to protect you from space. Yeah. Um, so, ten rotations later. I like, I like how they phrase that, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like, how... Don't judge me for asking this. How, how much is a rotation? Uh, well, it differs from planet to planet. That, that basically means that planet's day is a rotation around their um, sun. I'm, I wonder. I so, wonder like, ours is 24 days. hours. Yeah. So. Like, I, I, I wonder that sometimes. Like, how, how long is a day on Naboo versus Coruscant versus mm -hmm. Tatooine? I imagine the days are longer on Tatooine because they get two suns. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure there's a book out there with it. Yeah. I'd like to read that. I love space. So, ten rotations later, the Republic ships have finally reached Kiros and find it incredibly quiet. Um, uh, the best Ahsoka, Anakin, and Obi-Wan can hope for is that the colonists are just, you know, hiding mm -hmm. in a hidey hole. Um, and that's something that came up. Uh, realizing when I first saw the the Kiros people is mm -hmm. like, oh, these are Togruta, these are Ahsoka's mm -hmm. people. Like, this is where she's from. Yeah. Um, this is where she was rescued by Plo Koon? Eh, I wouldn't say. I don't know I don't about know. rescue, but that's I don't where know. he acquired her. Yeah. <laughs> that's where, oh, I like that phrasing. Well, I mean, that's basically how it all works. I mean, it's not happy-go-lucky. I mean, they, yeah. they say, oh, it's Force-sensitive, I'm taking it. Like, yeah, that's basically. All. That's, I mean, Plo's yeah. sweet and everything, and I'm sure he was nice about it, but yeah. that's like having a nice doctor. You're still stabbing me and stealing my blood. Like, <laughs> You're taking my blood. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's I one of those things that. where it's like, 
you're still a doctor. You're just nice about it. Yeah. You're still a Jedi. You're just nice about it. Yeah, there's a nurse at our doctor's office who I love more than any other nurse, but she still takes my blood. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, they show up, search it out, um, and don't really find anything until um, Darts Dinar actually reaches out to them. Yeah. In a very cool scene that reminded me a lot of the Order 66 scene from... Uh, Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Because, like... Yeah, Cody... Well, Cody has one... I'm getting a transmission pose. (laughs) Yeah, he really does. And it's, like, perfect framing. Right. It's like one one day. One one day. day. You're going to get a completely I never caught that. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Uh, Yeah. So, Darts Dinar reaches out and says, Hey, you need to come see me if you want to find out where all the peoples are. Yeah, oh, Obi-Wan. He, yeah, yeah he calls Obi-Wan specifically. Yeah, but when Anakin sees a Zygerian on the hologram, mm-hmm. he, like, force grabs it and crushes it in his hand, yeah. which is very cool. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting that. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's the first tip for Ahsoka, like, oh, we have history. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and that was an interesting moment between, um, with Obi-Wan and everything. Because Obi-Wan, you know, he's like, no, he asked for me, I'm gonna go, Yeah, you take care of this. Yeah, because um, he, I think he knew, like, if Anakin goes, he's just gonna kill him, he's just gonna do something. Well, probably, yeah, and I mean, yeah. thinking about, like, we need to know where these people are and everything. Uh, but it's an, it's an interesting moment where Ahsoka's like, you know, she's clueless and Obi-Wan's like, mm-hmm. he's never talked about his past. And yeah. I, I've always wondered how that must might have felt because Ahsoka's always felt especially close and uh, mm-hmm. to Anakin and everything like that. And I'm not saying, like, he has to tell her everything, oh, but yeah. I'm sure she probably wondered, like, why didn't he tell me that? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I feel like he, she would have had a little bit of an interesting mental dilemma. Oh, yeah, and that that happens sometimes. Your friends don't have to know everything, just like you don't have to tell your friends everything. Mm-hmm. And they shouldn't feel betrayed about that, that right. you have personal things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I'm not necessarily saying it's a oh, bad yeah. thing he would have withheld it. I just, I, I know that that's, that's a little bit of a mental exercise to go through of learning your friend... Mm-hmm. knows or did something or whatever yeah. and you didn't know and you it, it's I'm not obviously it didn't wreck her mm-hmm. or change anything in their relationship but I feel like there had to be a moment of pause where it's like oh maybe I don't know everything about him yeah and that's okay mm-hmm. um so inside the governor's office Obi-Wan confronts Darts Dinar uh, it's not Darts Dinar <laughs> it's Darts Dinar I know there's only one like but I like pause. I like putting pauses. <laughs> he has so many apostrophes. Oh my gosh! It's like reading a sentence from Hagrid in the books. <laughs> um, yeah, so we get a very cute little thing where Darts Dinar is holding a bird. Oh yeah, it's it's, like, it's a very Doctor Evil, Doctor <laughs> No. Um, he's just petting the bird kind of situation. Head. Yeah, and it's so cute. Yeah, the wildlife on this planet. And he does the, well, well, they're not necessarily from that planet. Oh. We don't know. Oh. I mean, because he's a slaver. I mean, they, now, they've been getting away with um, animal poaching and and other things Mm -hmm. uh, in place of people. Like, when your society gets by 
on enslaving animals instead of people. Like when you're like, oh dang, now we gotta switch markets. I guess we can't enslave people anymore. Let's go get some dogs. And it's like, <laughs> that's a problem. That is still you, a problem. You, yeah, like, you, so yeah, they basically, yeah, just traded people for animals in that instance. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's a very, you know, it got the chair swivel and everything. And it's just a very yeah. evil, evil genius kind of thing. Yeah, and the whole, I will not be surrendering, rather. You, you will. <laughs> um, what's interesting, though, is his mention of um, the fact that the in the past, the, well, well that the Zygerians and the Jedi have a past at yeah. all. So um, the reason Dinar is so obsessed with Obi Wan and um, proving him wrong is really because he's like. Uh, well, you guys ruined the business. Yeah. Many years ago. He doesn't say how long, but many years ago. Enough that he holds a grudge. We don't know their lifespan, so he could be old. But Yeah. Um, and that's it's really interesting because that's a, it's a glimpse into not maybe Old Republic that we're used to, like a thousand yeah. years before, but at least a time before this um, that we haven't really seen of... Yeah. You know, so the Jedi were called in to take out a slave empire. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. It's a common theme that we're learning in the Clone Wars. Like, the Jedi have messed with so many people's steeds. Like, for Pete's <laughs> good sake. Good and bad. Yeah. Well, mostly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mostly good. Yeah. But. I mean, well, yeah, because, I mean, in this instance, it's something you'd, you'd say is a good thing. I mean, yeah. But the thing is, now, here's an interesting thing. So, you know, Anakin and... Tarkin back in the Citadel had the conversations of like, I don't feel like the Jedi can ever do what they're supposed to do. They never go far enough. Um, you have to think, it's kind of right because you know if the Sith had had to deal with the problem, mm -hmm. not that they would because they would No, they would have killed everyone. But, but yeah, but they would have <laughs> killed everyone. Like they, they wouldn't care what the slave empire is doing, but if they decided, no, we're going to stop that. Yeah. You're, you're poaching on our territory. They wouldn't be like, oh, you know, just catch some frogs or something and yeah. instead. No, they'd kill everybody. Yeah, they straight up killed one of their own people pretty consistently. Yeah. In order to start a war. Well, and just in order to gain more power. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm in the middle of the Mon Cala arc in the Vader comics. And I'm so angry right now. I don't know what that has to do with anything. It doesn't. Like, okay. Well, uh... <laughs> Uh, the ambassador that they shoot down to say, oh, the Moncala people, they've started a war with us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what made me think of it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you just you just want, again, yet again, just a reason to share. Yeah, <laughs> just things come to my head and I have to share them. Um, but nonetheless, I feel like, you know, I, I feel like whatever punishment the Jedi did get wasn't good enough because here they are yeah. again years later yeah. trying again. <laughs> Yeah, and Dinar has revealed, oh, if you don't do what I want, there's bombs planted all over the city. Yeah, very... And there's possibly people in the building. Right, very James Bond. Yeah, uh, with the bird and everything. So Obi-Wan said that he surrenders. Well, no, he challenges him. Oh, so, like, right. and that's, again, it's, it's making me wonder exactly how long ago this whole thing was because Obi-Wan knows enough, he's like... Mm -hmm. Uh, would you really do this in such a dishonorable way? And that just jumps to Darts Dinar being like, what, you want to fight me? You want to challenge me one-on-one, -on -one, single combat with no weapons? Mm -hmm. And You know, how you do. Right, so it's a very similar 
code system for some reason to like the Mandalorians where it's like, I mean, that's how you can take over is just single combat. Yeah. Um, you know, very like very much like, uh, well, not quite like with Black Panther, but yeah. uh, Black Panther is smart enough to say like it can't just be any time. It has to be at a specific time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> always put that in the in the contract because yes. otherwise you get stuff like this where it's just a just a random like I challenge you, sir. Yeah, they just straight up start fist fighting. Yeah. Um, but thankfully Obi Wan has his communicator. Like listening to the whole exchange and Anakin and Ahsoka here, and they're like, "Oh, bombs!" Right? Bad. Yeah, yeah. They caught that. That was a good yeah. point. And and then we learn, you know, they end up getting the bombs. Cool. Everything's fine. And then as soon as that happens, Obi Wan's like, "Okay, now I can fight." And yes. it's so funny because it's just yeah. like, "Wait, so you were just fine with getting thrown and beaten around? Yes. And like, <laughs> you, you were fine with being Ash from the Evil Dead for a second? And yes. He, and he very quickly turns it around. Now. I will say, single combat wasn't done, and he drew a saber. So, yeah. but I, uh, I mean, situation dictated. Yeah. But but at the same time, it's just like, that's cheating. It's yeah. Cheating right there, we won. Yeah, but I have to mention, R two has the locations of the bomb because he does a scan. You'd think oh, yeah. that life forms would come up on that scan, but we'll get to that. Well, not if they're not specifically looking for it. They assume the life forms are there, so they're not looking for them yet. True. There you go. Yeah. Well, they are scanning, but from yeah, they're scanning the for the bombs. Yeah. Um. So Anakin and Ahsoka come up upon the first bomb, and they're like, "How are we gonna defuse this bomb?" Lightsaber. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just Anakin slashes a an X into the bomb. Yeah, and Ahsoka's like, "How did you know that was gonna work? I didn't." <laughs> I Basically, mean, typical the, action hero happened. answer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, well, I thought you were gonna mention the droid one. I'm going to. Um, yeah, Anakin and Ahsoka, they defuse all the bombs with their lightsabers. In, but there's one more! But there's one more! On the back of his tactical droid. That That's Dinar smart, has, though. It's incredibly smart. I mean, because you know you're going to have the droid with you at most times, so it's like, if anything happens, I'm going to have a contingency with me. Yeah. Like, but the tactical but, droid... <laughs> Well, he starts screaming. He's like, what? How could you? How could you, master? And then, but then Darts Dinar throws him at Obi-Wan. That's the funniest part. <laughs> and he, and the, the droid's just like screaming. and It's just it's like, so funny. And he ends up getting thrown out of a window. Oh, yeah. Poor baby. Yeah. Like that I mean, it's almost as bad droid. as Toto. Yeah. Except with Toto, he sounded more natural. So I think yeah. that's why that one's like, oh, no. <laughs> he blessed We're, the rains down in Africa. Yeah. But he got rebuilt. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there you go. Um, so yeah, Dinar escapes. Yeah, so uh, that that was his oh, big diversion to escape. Well, yeah, well, he, he thinks he's getting, escaping. He yeah. runs to a ship, um, the Takora, I believe is what mm -hmm. it's called. Which it is? is uh, What's it based on? It is based on a Portuguese slave ship. Heavy. Uh, th that's actually the name of a Portuguese slave ship, um, which is, it, and you see that in a few places throughout these episodes where they went into the history to kind of reflect, like, the the realities that this exists, you know, this is a thing, um, and, There's you know, glitter in my coffee. Well, there's glitter everywhere when you enter a room. <laughs> um... So yeah, I just thought I was, it was yeah. one of those moments, especially where I was just like, "Oh wow, they really." I love how they dig into the history of like, "Hey, we're talking about this, so you know, let's lean into it a little bit." Yeah. Um, I like but yeah, you, it quote unquote escapes. Yeah. Um, 
so we get uh, Anakin and Ahsoka on. Oh, I was reading the thing. ATRTs? Is that what they're called? Yes, ATRTs. They're... Altering Recon Transports. Wow, nerd. Um, so, yeah. They hop up on the ship on their claw boys, or off their claw boys. Um, and Dinar. Releases something. Releases something. I like. My, the first thought that came to my head was the thing that was on the ship in The Force Awakens. Yeah, the Rathjars. It looks yeah. similar, but not quite. Yeah. This like, one, it, like the, it's much more octopusy, um, like tentacles. I've seen that James Bond film. <laughs> um, whereas the Rathjars, they're just straight, yeah. like. How'd they get away with that? What? Ma- naming that a James Bond movie. Uh, well, it was the name of a woman. How did they get away with that? <laughs> I don't it know. It was the 60s. You know. Um, yeah, it, it looks very similar to a, a yeah. Rathtar, yeah. But, and yeah. not everything with a tentacle is a Rathtar, Megan. I'm sorry. Just like everything with a tentacle is not Borgullet. Exactly. Yeah, um, but they slice off the arms and push and it poor, off the ship. That, yeah, that poor That thing. poor baby. He was just trying to hug It's you. like the eels in Moncala where it's like, ah, this, I must escape this cage. That was a living creature, Anakin. Exactly. <laughs> like, you cut that baby in half. Um, so... Yeah, Dinar uses an Electro Whip to battle, which is the first time we see this cool whip thingy. Yeah, I think so. In this arc. Um, well, yeah. I'm, well, no, but I think I think this is the first it's kind of really introduced, though. Yeah. Um, he battles with Ahsoka, but the young Padawan overpowers him. Mm-hmm. Ha ha Girl power. Uh, Anakin demands to know the colonists' whereabouts, and Ahsoka is taken aback by Anakin's anger and intensity. Yeah, that's going to continue to happen throughout these episodes, by the way. Yeah, the facial expression that she makes is 10 out of 10. Very good. Mm-hmm. Um, Dinar reveals, hey, they're not here. Yeah, they, they never not. were. <laughs> uh, the queen is holding a slave auction, and they are the main event. Mm-hmm. Five, so... 500,000 people. Is uh, that the right number? No, 50. 50,000 people. 50,000 people. 50,000 people. Um, yeah, and so, and they, they confirmed that, and... Um, yeah, 50,000 people. At the end of the day, the Jedi are like, that sucks. Oopsie doodles. <laughs> no, um, no they, they take it seriously because, um, especially, you know, Yoda is, yeah. is the one I think that's talking, and I mean, he would have been around in age enough yeah. to know the history to be like, yeah, we need to take care of this. Mm-hmm. We should have done it in the first place, but... Should have aimed for the head. No, but... That's accurate. Um, this part was a little rambly, but we'll take a break for a little Banking Clan ad and be back with the rest of the arc uh, and hopefully speed run through that. But, man, it's it's an interesting start. Um, we're definitely going places um, we're not quite used to with... We, we get some of the same action and all that stuff mixed in, but again, it's um, interladen with deep stuff because unfortunately in the world today there's still parts that condone this sort of stuff and the treatment of people like this so uh it's a reality and like i said i think these episodes do a really great job of being like hey this really sucks you know if you can do something do something kind of thing yeah but uh but anyway uh we're gonna try and sell sell you some stuff and be back in a minute buy it and we are back welcome um we are continuing our adventure with the Zygerian Slave arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we're getting into, into some uh, secret action by the Jedi. Some sneaky, sneaky boys. Yes. Um, yeah. 
Now, before we get into the episode, I did want to talk about that, though. Mm-hmm. Why do you think they were so secretive about it? Why, like, why sneak in and infiltrate and all this other stuff if you know they have the slaves? And never mind if, they, if you know they have the slaves there. Mm-hmm. You know they're in slaving business again. Like, you know how bad these people are. Why sneak around and infiltrate instead of just showing up on their doorstep with guns ablaze and, and saying, give up the slaves? because well, I guess they were waiting on, like, Republic reinforcements, maybe. Something like that. But they wanted to go ahead and start, hey, let's uh, case the area. Eh, I don't know. I feel like it's all, all BS. I feel like I feel like they should have just shown up with ships and, and, and all the guns yeah. ready. I mean, because the thing is... Guns and ships and so the ships. At the end of the day, they're doing illegal things. Seriously yes. illegal things. Take these people into prison. Like, just show up and... Yeah. I mean... But what they gonna do? Like, arrest the whole planet? Yes. <laughs> I mean, we're gonna talk about that later, about, you know, what exactly... Um, what exactly do you do in this sort of instance? But at the yeah. end of the day, I mean, all that are incriminated in, you know, being a part of this... Yeah. Yeah, take them down. Yeah, and you know that, like, Palpatine would be like, Oh, it's just a different culture. You know well, how people right. like to justify the actions of another country. Yeah, but at the same time, like, and that, but that's why a galactic senate exists. That's why um, this kind of galactic government exists yeah. is to be able to say this is these are the rules for mm-hmm. everyone, regardless of your planet, and if you don't abide by them, you're punishable for it. Yeah, I mean, look at how long the Huts have been able to hold power on Tatooine. Again, and it's just one of those things where it's like, now the thing is with the Huts. I can get, they're a lot more sneaky with staying, like, they look bad, but they always manage to find a way to not actually be caught. These guys very clearly have an entire population of people in slavery. Mm -hmm. Never mind who else they have in slavery. Yeah. So, why, like, why not just show up and be like, hey, where are the slaves? Mm -hmm. And then just take everybody down. Like, you know, I just, I don't know. I don't understand I get it for the co- episode. I, I get it for the concept of the episode, mm-hmm. but overall, in terms of actual effectiveness, I don't get it because I'm just like, <laughs> what? You know they're evil. You know they've got the people. Why be secretive? Yeah. Why infiltrate so Anna can get can you know get a little smoochy smoochy with a cat lady like <laughs> like that was kind of that's the cute, only though. thing that comes out of this episode is yeah. it, I, I, I don't know I, I, I don't know yeah. I am not satisfied with any answer in, yeah. in in this. Nothing can satisfy me. Well, we're going to talk about the episode, right, Meow? Okay, fine. Take yeah. it away. Take it away, Charlie. Well, where we start, Meow, is... Uh... <laughs> You're not going to do that the rest of this episode. Why, Meow? That's not even right. <laughs> uh, so, Anakin, Rex, and Obi... I got it right this There time. you go. I almost... kept wanting to say Cody. I kept wanting to say Cody because I thought it was Cody because he had a helmet on you know and I Cody couldn't see his Co- bleached You hair. know Cody doesn't do these fun adventures. No, he it's stays on the ship. Exactly. <laughs> because he's a good boy. Because he's uptight. He, yeah. Well, he works with Obi-Wan. What do you uh, expect? Exactly. Like, we talk about this all the time. Like, how many arguments do you think Cody and Rex have had? Like, your Jedi is off the handle. Like, right. your Jedi is uptight. Like, Exactly. I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so they're on 
what's Zygeria? Zygeria. Yeah, I was, the home planet. I was making sure. Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, it's like that the planet's Kuros, but the people are Togruta. I wanted to make sure, like, mm-hmm. hey, the planet's name is Fred, but the people are Zygerians. <laughs> like, I... Right. <laughs> no, I get you. I get yeah. you. It comes up sometimes. Yeah. So, they've stolen the slave ship. Dinar is supposedly... I assume, he's, prison. I assume he's in prison, yeah. Yeah, Anakin says, I killed him. Right. But, like, but that's, no, to earn, that's to earn brownie points, really. Yeah. Um, so, they land on the Zygerian Fortress mm-hmm. in some very fashionable, very cute sla- well, slaver I, armor. Yeah, well, first of all, I'm curious where, like... Where'd they get it? <laughs> was all of that in... Dinar's closet, yeah. and if so, why are they different sizes? <laughs> yeah, right? And also, why would he have, like, I can understand having extra pairs of pants, but why have extra helmets? Well, you know, <laughs> just in case. I mean, you... <laughs> One gets dirty. I don't know. Um, or, yeah. like, you know, he had some friends over, and the friends were like, oh, we're gonna change into shorts. And <laughs> can you just our- imagine, though, like, cause, okay, so Anakin is taking Ahsoka to be, you know, to say, alright, this yeah. is my slave offering, you know, I killed Dinar, I want your respect. And but they're obviously not Zygeri. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Well, he's, he's not pretending to be. Yeah. He's just Anakin. Yeah. Uh, Rex and Obi-Wan are pretending to be Zygerians. Because they're, they're gonna not infil- Zygeri. <laughs> they're going to infiltrate the guard and be like, okay, we're going to find the people. What, and like... Can, can you just imagine, though, that like they're, they're there and it's just like, Meow. you know, hey, can you process this prisoner? <laughs> I'm gonna process the prisoner and write meow. Or or ju- or just have like oh my oh no my 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 cover's blown meow this whoosh, and ju- <laughs> yeah <laughs> like I just I want one of them to say meow they don't but I, yeah like, I just imagine it but um yeah they're walking through kind of like the bazaar I guess on like their way yeah to like the there's palace. like this um market communal area that leads yeah. up to the palace which is usually how. That's set up. Like, you have the mm-hmm. palace, and then you have all the people nice and rich enough to stay there or sell things around yeah. the palace. Yeah, and you've got... It's a very interesting scene that we've got laid out for us, because not only do you see, you know, the Zygerians, but you also see their slaves. You see Twi'leks. You see uh, humanoid aliens. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of different races. Yeah, you also see other... Um, Slavers, like we mm-hmm. see um, someone from the banking clan. We see yes, we do at least one hut here. I think it's Gorga the hut. It's the one that's the accountant. Yes, and um, I thought we saw like during the slave auction scene. I think we saw like Brando the hut. I don't remember. No, no, no. I, I'm I'm pretty sure it was just Gorga. Okay. Um, I don't think any of the others yeah. ever show up again. Uh, mainly, it's it's to sh- it's to show the network that they have yeah. here. It's not just the Zygerians, but it's where it's who the Zygerians are feeding, quote-unquote, yeah. um, being some of our more typical, yeah. under-the-table, dirty people. Yeah, because you got to think, like, they have taken over a lot of planets. Well, and then you got to yeah. figure, like, how deep things go of, you know, there could be trafficked people on Coruscant mm-hmm. that come from Zygerians. Yeah. Like, you, you know, like, you know, we've talked before about, you know, the, the sexualized and mistreated uh, Twilight people. Mm-hmm. How many of them in service somewhere around the galaxy come from the Zygerians? Yeah, because that's like the most prominent race that we see in this scene is mm-hmm. Twi'leks. Uh, yeah, and that's just, that's always been that's a mainstay. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, we've talked about it, but the, the, 
The in-universe thing is another thing, but the reality is that that's just a mainstay of Star Wars. It's like, if you want to show someone sexy or a slave, it's a Twilight, one way or the other. Like, we've got Ula in Jabba's palace. Mm -hmm. We've got... uh, Well, even... Well, I mean, even technically Aayla Sakura. Yeah. Like, she, she's in a sexy outfit. Yeah. It's, I mean, She didn't have to show that much to She me. really didn't. But yeah. the thing is, it, it, was, it came out in yeah. the early 2000s in a comic, mm-hmm. uh, and they wanted to be true to her uh, interpretation there yeah. and lifted that from comic to screen, and that just stuck. It is one of those things where mm-hmm. it's just like, I feel like the Jedi would have a rule of modesty, though. Yeah, I feel like it. I mean, you see Luminara and Varys. Mm-hmm. They're covered which that might just be their well culture. okay but that but that that is an interesting thing because i mm-hmm. mean even technically ahsoka's a little revealing i mean mm-hmm. hers not so much now she's but in a tube top her, her, well, <laughs> her, her first outfit yeah i mean yeah. you know and like looking at the Togruta people that we see on kiros they're all pretty covered i mean yeah like typical yeah. clothes not like yeah not like um really laying on thick of, you know, like five layers or anything like mm-hmm. that. But, I mean, it is it is interesting. Now, I don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe the mm-hmm. Jedi don't have a rule of modesty mainly because they don't believe in attachment, yeah. which therein lies that I believe. Okay, well, actually, let's, we're not even into the yeah. episode yet. <laughs> Tell me. Do you, do you think that the Jedi, you know, they say no attachments, you know, all that yeah. stuff. Does that include sex? Do you think that that includes sex in their mandate of, like, no attachments, no sex? Mm-hmm. Or do you think they believe in no attached sex? Like, in, in the sense of, like, you yeah. can do it if you're not attached. Like, I, friends with benefits style. <laughs> I mean, like, I think of Kiari Mundi's story in Legends. Mm-hmm. The only Legends story that I really know. Um, no, really. For a Jedi. That's a lie. For a Jedi. Yeah. Well, good crack, but that's about it. Yeah. That's just because I love you and I yeah. hang out with you pretty much all day. I, think, I still think you're underselling yourself, but yeah. go ahead. Like, he was allowed because of, you know... But he still had to get permission. Yeah, but he yeah. had to get permission from the Jedi Order. But yeah, so there's he, like, there's one male... Yeah, it's one in five yeah. is a male. And he got so permission he, he, to his, go back to his home planet. His equipment was needed. <laughs> yes, to go back and get married to and have lives. children. Yes. Like, and I kind of love that story. I wish it was canon. Like, I mean, it, it is really interesting. It's yeah. also non-essential, but it is, it is really interesting because it's one of the only examples. But again, he had to get permission. Yeah. So is it because he had to get permission to go back to his people for a period of time? Or mm-hmm. is it because of what he had to do? You know, mm-hmm. because I can almost believe... I mean, I'm coming at it from the perspective of when you see most religions, most religions have, quote-unquote, rules mm-hmm. of modesty. You know, yeah. you have nuns that are married to Jesus, and, you know, they wear the most unattractive penguin suits ever. You know, and you have yes. many others um, mm-hmm. that it's about modesty. Unfortunately, um, and ridiculously, it's mostly associated with women, mm-hmm. but in general, there's mm-hmm. this idea of a certain attire. Yeah. And so I just, I kind of wonder how closely that reflects in Jedi because you do see every now and then the exceptions of like Ahsoka and Aayla Sakura. But for the most part, you see pretty much the same garb. Yeah. And let me, let me be clear on this. This is completely off topic. Well, it's, it's on topic for what we're talking about. All of it's off topic. (laughs) But like, it's real world. 
not all modesty is imposed by a male figure. Let no. me be honest. Yeah, no, no. Like, Absolutely. what empowers you may not empower someone else. Right. Some women are empowered by modesty. Some women are empowered by, you know, dressing however they feel. Yeah. And that's fine. They're both valid. Right. Well, that's why, like, you know, you mentioned Luminara and Shakti and everything. That's why, yeah. that, that's what started that question of, well, how much of that is them and how much of that is the Jedi? Yeah. I'd imagine, like, for Luminara is... I feel like... Know, that's cultural. Yeah. I, I feel like with Luminara, it's cultural. We, with Shakti, I feel like that's a little more her. Mm-hmm. But she's also a very reserved person as well, so yeah. I feel like that reflects her personality. And for... I mean, even for Ayla Secura, like, when we go to their home planet, she's wearing pretty much what everyone else is wearing. Right, it's very cultural. Yeah. Um, Which, you know, would lend itself to people seeing them as, you know, sexualized beings. Mm -hmm. But if it's cultural, you shouldn't be, like, I I hate... Don't don't sexualize Exactly. um, I, I hate the term exotic when referring to people. Well, it's lost its meaning. Exactly. In, ter- in, in terms of, me- it's just meant to mean different, but it's become, it, mm-hmm. well, I mean. I've heard so many. To, to, you yeah. know, to be honest, it's become a tag on porn sites, essentially, mm-hmm. in most culture, because it's just like, yeah. we, we use it in such a context that it automatically sexualizes something. I've heard so many horror stories from, like, my Latina friends or, you know, I have friends from Vietnam and the Philippines, like, being, like, walked up to in a bar and be like, hey, you're from here. That's exotic. I hate that. Mm-hmm. It's so gross. But, but in, in an effort to kind of bring it back to the episode. Sorry. Since we, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I've enjoyed the conversation. And, and yeah. at the end of the day... The, the people on the other side of the microphone are trapped and have to <laughs> either have to deal with it or fast forward. But Yeah, I you appreciate know, you if you're to, listening. To come back to the episode topic, I mean, that's kind of what their business is. is yeah. It's like, you know, oh, this exotic Twilight could be your servant mm-hmm. on Coruscant. Or, you know, like they're, yeah. they're like, you could own a very unique person and, yeah. and, and, and add this to your collection or add this to your, you know... Um, entourage or whatever yeah i mean so for instance just and and this is the last thing before we get back to the episode yeah. i promise <laughs> um that when anakin's coming up to meet uh palpatine in the opera house mm-hmm. um he passes a twilight woman with her uh partner um the interesting thing about her story and i don't believe any of it is canon anymore it may be but um, yeah. The interesting thing about her story is most people thought she was miscolored because she was very flesh-colored, which is very mm-hmm. uncommon. She, they actually came up with a story. Now, I think the actress just didn't want to do the paint. Yeah. But they said, you know, they worked that into her story. She actually pigmented her skin to look more human mm-hmm. uh, and was actually plotting to kill her husband that night at the opera house because Sick. of how she'd been acquired. And it's just like... Oh, gosh. I want to read that. Right. It's, it's <laughs> one of those things where it's like... And she's in all of half a second of yeah. episode three. But it's like, that's mm-hmm. the reality of... And we're going to get to a point where it's yeah. like that's the reality of these people living as exotic pieces mm-hmm. in this big slave scheme. Well, look at Bib Fortuna. Like, he is pink. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, he's he's a fleshy boy. Well, to be fair, though, I think his family is. Yeah. Because um, uh, his cousin, uh, Beezer, is also pale. He has a cousin named Beezer? Yeah, he's actually one of Saul's partisans in Rogue One. I have a cousin named Bubble. <laughs> I, yeah. I think everyone from Louisville does. <laughs> hey, hey, 
Um, My family is from Bowling Green. Thank so you. So just to catch us up real quick. So, Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, again, interesting yeah. conversation at the end of the day all around. And I think that's what is the biggest thing about these episodes to take away. Not just these, yeah. but from Clone Wars is we don't just have to talk about Clone Wars, but they start other conversations and they take us yeah. to different places. Um, and at the end of the day, most people have seen these episodes. Yeah. So the more interesting thing is, okay, where does this take us? Yeah, quick catch up. Um, um, Oh, go ahead. <laughs> so, Anakin brings Ahsoka to the Queen in a very, like, I don't know if you've ever played a Legend of Zelda game, but a very... It basically uh, looks like Link when he goes to the shark people. Isn't that where he gets no. the outfit? Yeah, uh, from the uh, Ger- Gerudo. Gerudo. Oh, when Gerudo. he has to infiltrate the, yeah. the she tribe. I love that when you watch me play Breath of the Wild, that's what stays in your mind. <laughs> oh no, I remember I remember other things, but the yeah. internet has it's very the internet though. has ingrained me with um the yeah. the cross-dressed <laughs> Zelda uh, link uh garb. Yeah. But yes, it is very similar. Like even down to the the shoes the color, and the the headpiece, it's yeah. very Gerudo. Um yeah, it's so she yeah, uh and that's her <laughs> yeah. exotic uh-huh. attire. Yeah. Um and so she's presented as an offering of like, hey, here, I'm a slaver. Yeah. Here's my evidence. Yeah. Um, and he says that he killed the Arts Dinar. Yes. And to earn... took his ship. Yeah. Um, not suspicious at all. Yeah. Uh, but. I, I gotta say, I love the queen. We'll get into that in the sure. next episode. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, um, uh, Rex and Obi-Wan do find uh, Rashti, but. He's uh, weak and, and too hungry and tired to um, really reveal the location of where the others are. So they instead are like, eh, meow, and, and <laughs> yank him and try and escape. But they... I'm a lizard beast that flies. What is with Obi-Wan and lizard beasts, man? Um, yeah. I've got to like find the name of the lizard that this is based off of. Oh, yeah, it's like a gliding lizard. Yeah, um, it, it's real. That's the coolest thing. Is I believe you. There's I lizards you. with the wings. <laughs> I know. I believe you. I know. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> just, I'm very... Don't have to yell at me. I'm very excited about hermitology. Um, but yeah, so uh, they try and uh, escape. Doesn't work out. And so now Obi-Wan and Rex are captured and, along with Rashti mm-hmm. again. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, yeah. we cut back to Anakin and the Queen. Yeah, and they're all flirty and hey... Hey. Yeah. Hey. And, uh... Anakin leaning into his hype there a little bit. Yeah. Because, okay, I think we gotta say, Anakin's a cutie, and he knows it. You wanna fly on the Sky Guy Express? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Oh, my goodness. Anakin, but... you're married. <laughs> he got mad at Padme for doing the exact same thing. Like, that is... Mmm. Mmm. Yeah. It's it's a it's a thing that comes up often. Yeah. Do as I say, not as I do. Exactly. For the greater good and blah blah blah. But here's the thing, I feel like Padme would understand. No, here no. Yeah. Don't I get don't you. hear what I'm not saying. Don't I get hear it that you. I get way. You. What I mean is, I feel like Padme would not be worried about this. Yeah. Anakin was. That shows his insecurities. That mm-hmm. shows his fears. That shows the negative sides of his attachment. Yeah. Clearly. Padme knows how to be attached in a good way because yeah. she can understand this isn't real. You are you don't have real feelings for her. You're trying to help the greater good. Yeah. Whereas Anakin's like, who? What? No. Yeah. You can't talk to men. You Not can't that Bengi clan boy. He's no moon. And I don't feel like Anakin is that 
bad in every degree that people make him out to be. I feel like he has good intentions under that. I feel yeah. like he just is not dealing with the root issues of his problems and insecurities. Yes. So Here's the thing, guys. Communication. <laughs> right. You know, so I'm not one of those, like, I'm not going to pretend like Anakin is perfect and that there weren't problems in their relationship. Yeah. But I'm not going to be the one to completely crap on his character and their relationship either. Because yeah. a lot of people are just like, oh, write it off, completely unhealthy, no real yeah. love. He, he's, you yeah. know. There's no doubt in my mind that they loved each other. Exactly. But it's just, a lot of problems stemmed from Anakin and yeah. the struggles he had with the Jedi Order telling him, you know, mm -hmm. don't feel, don't think, don't have this, don't do... Like, yeah. and you the gotta, dude was... And, yeah. and, and again, going back to what we said in the beginning, it's it's not an excuse, it's an explanation. Yeah. But he was dealing with a lot. And Anakin was emotionally immature. Exactly. For good reason. Like, he was never taught how to deal with his emotions in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Vis-a-vis well, the Jedi here's the thing. Here's the thing. I guarantee his mom taught him how to deal with his emotions, but, but guess where that stopped? At nine years old. Exactly. At nine years old, they started saying, no, that's not real. That's not legitimate. Don't do that. Yeah. And so he stopped developing emotionally at nine years old. Exactly. And that's, that's he's in such a arrested development situation. Well, like, right. that's, well, ugh, poor baby. Suppressing your emotions and feelings is not... It's not healthy. Growth. It, it's not right. healthy. It's not healthy, but it's not growth. You can't say that, well, he has grown. He's learned to suppress them. That's not growth. No. That's unhealthy. You don't bottle that stuff up. Exactly. You need to so, deal with it. So, but to the point, yeah, like, I feel like if Padme caught on to this, she wouldn't, I don't feel like she would have been worried. Yeah. I feel like, you know, you brought up a good point where it's just like, but that shows Anakin's insecurities, mm -hmm. which has nothing to do with this episode. Yeah. It's just the overall character development of Anakin where they decide to say, you know what? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he probably did have some unhealthy internal emotional struggles. Yeah. And they decide to show it off in other ways, but not necessarily here. But Yeah. I, um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, again, to catch up. So they're flirty, flirty. Uh, in that process, one of her Twi'lek slaves tries to attack her. Do you say Twi'lek or Twi'lek? Uh, depends. I, I go Twi both ways. <laughs> um, hey. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes it, it depends on how I'm thinking about it. If I'm thinking about yeah. it, I say Twi'lek. Um, but if I'm just yeah. going, I usually say Twi'lek. Yeah, my my natural is Twi'lek. I feel like that's more right, but like I said, when I'm the faster I'm talking, yeah. I tend to say Twi'lek. How heavy do you think those dadgum silicone uh, head tails are? Probably not that heavy. I mean, I guess if they're they don't solid have a, or they don't have hollow. a chin strap, so I, like. Yeah. I mean, oh, the actresses, man. like, they don't have one to hold the headdress on, mm -hmm. so I feel like it wouldn't be that heavy. I hate wearing wigs because they pull on your hairline. Can you imagine, like, two pounds? Oh, but these ladies do it professionally. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, You yeah, know, yeah. They, they're, they're models that are used to this kind of stuff. Yeah, that's... I'm not... I, well... Yeah. That's I'm just saying, I say that to say they're probably not as uncomfortable as we would imagine. Yeah, I but, would be incredibly uncomfortable. Um, I guarantee the digital ones don't weigh anything. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. But, uh... Yeah, so Anakin stops her from attacking the queen, mm -hmm. um, and yeah. the queen orders her to be taken back to processing. Basically, punishment until you agree not to do that again. Yes. And she straight up says, uh, no, and kills herself. Yeah, she, she jumps, jumps off, off the, the balcony. Yeah. Reality of these situations. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, it's, I praise it as much as I praise them showing a terrorist uh, willing to commit suicide rather than go in, yeah. you know, in the Death Watch arc. 
Yeah. And you can't tell me that the Death Watch aren't terrorists, and we'll talk yes, about that are. when we get to the later episode. But, um, yeah. Yeah, you know, showing the reality yeah. that these people are that dedicated to their mm-hmm. causes. And I'm not saying terrorist with any particular group of people in mind. I'm saying any extremist dedicated yes. to any hateful cause are willing to go to extreme yeah. means. There is no race, religion, anything specific for terrorism. No. It's just terrorism. Exactly. And so, but they're dedicated to their cause. Mm-hmm. And here we see someone who views her situation so hopeless that she'd rather kill the queen and take the consequences or kill herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, in order to escape. That's the reality of slavery for most folks. You know, Anakin doesn't realize how privileged he was to get found and be called special and get taken away. You know, I understand, and we just talked about, like, the Jedi Order sucked for Anakin, and it wasn't exactly a great existence, but it was a heck of a lot better than being a slave. And I don't think he realizes, I know he has a lot of issues and hatred towards slavery, Mm -hmm. but I don't think he realizes the privilege he had of getting found, basically. Yeah, and, like, I want a book about young Anakin dealing with the Jedi Order and being like, well, if I said something about this when I was a slave, I would have gotten beaten within an inch of my life. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not going to complain about anything. Yeah. I do want more young Anakin. Yeah. Um, we got a great bit of that in the Obi-Wan Anakin comic, but that was a very brief thing, really. Um, mm-hmm. I do think that there's more to explore. Yeah, I want to I see Anakin dealing with his past. Yeah. So... Um, in the end, uh, as we mentioned, Obi-Wan got caught, and yes. um, Anakin's got favor, so he's accompanying the queen to the big auction and show, yeah. and they show off Rashti, they show off the Degruta and say, you know, he represents yeah. 50,000 people that we have, and, uh, but then they're like, but we've got something even better, we've got Obi-Wan Kenobi. We've got a Jedi, Jedi Master. Uh, and so then the, the, the trap is sprung, so uh, the cool thing... Um, R2 has practiced the lightsaber launch by the time of Return of the Jedi. Like, oh, we see the scene of, in the beginning, you know, Anakin and Obi-Wan giving over R2 their lightsabers. Which is just smart, but then it comes back around really cool. Um, So, yeah, uh, Anakin uh, gets his saber and Obi-Wan's, and there's a bit of an exchange. Yeah, there's... Oh, go ahead. We gotta talk about it. Oh, do we? We gotta. About what? About, you know, how they sent they sent Anakin in to basically whip Obi-Wan into shape. Oh, right, 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 right. And then Anakin looks up into the balcony where R2 is, mm-hmm. gives him the little... The, hey, yeah, the Luke Skywalker salute. Yes. Yeah. And that was so great. <laughs> <laughs> that was so great for me. Like, I don't know how you felt about it, but it was fantastic. No, I mean, it, it's, it's, a, it's a cute little reference. And it's one of those things where I feel like when R2 was in Return of the Jedi, he was just like, oh, like father, like son. I remember that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah, it's a great scene. And, yeah, so they have Anakin go in and, you know, prove his loyalty, prove he's who he says he is. Yeah. And, and, but they turn the tables and decide, okay, nope, we're, we're just going to. We're just going to shock you. Yeah. Like well, we do with all yeah, the Yeah, they other. try and attack, uh, and eventually, yeah, they're all subdued. Mm-hmm. And um, in the end, uh, Ahsoka's imprisoned. Um, Obi-Wan and Cody are taken to an pro- the processing plant Yes. on the planet Kadavo. Uh, and Anakin is kept with the queen. Because um, she likes his butt. Right, yeah, for blackmail. She's like, stay with me, uh, and I might let your... Uh, people go. Mm-hmm. You know, I might let the others go and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the queen has really taken a shine to Anakin. 
Yeah. Well, it's one of those things where it shows how desperate she is for a relationship and for someone to see her not as a queen or all this power or anything, but, you know, she wants someone who's just not normal, not yeah. her normal. You know, she, she wants someone who feels like she they can understand and take care of her. Yeah. You know, at, at the end of the day, she's meant to be sympathetic, really. Yeah. You, you want to hate her at first, but then you're like, oh, no, it's, it's actually sad. And Anakin even says, like, you know, you're a slave, too. Everybody has a master. Mm -hmm. And she, she wants to refuse that at first because, you know, she, she doesn't want to acknowledge that similarity to, between the people she enslaves and who she is to others. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Anakin points it out. It's like, no, that's actually kind of sad that you are that desperate. Um, which is a little bit heartless, Anakin. I feel yeah. like if you'd been nicer about it, <laughs> she might have worked with you a little bit more. But yeah, uh, at the end of the day, it is it is a true point. It's just she's um, she's in a tragic situation, and she's yeah. unfortunately just now waking up to that. Yeah. Um, and so, but yeah, that's where it ends. Is you know. And again, I feel like it might have turned out a little different if they had gone in with guns blazing instead of being all secret, secret. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know. The That's queen just me. Might still be alive. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in reality. Yeah. Um, or again, if Anakin had maybe approached the conversation of you're a slave too a little bit differently. Yeah. But his embitterment towards slavers, he felt like there was no hope for her. Yeah. You know, I mean. Even when she is dying, he's like, he doesn't really seem to care, which is not a Jedi thing. No. Which, but it's also a very real thing. I mean, the guy mm -hmm. that, or, you know, if an enemy of yours was hurt, I mean, you wouldn't, most people are not inclined to help, want to help them. Yeah. Um, you and, know, and such. The commonalities hurt those who hurt you. Yeah, it's the... And that's his way of getting back at the people who enslaved him and his mother as a child. Exactly, so... I, there's a lot of there's a lot going on that probably could have made everything a little bit smoother. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, that we are where we are with it. So. Yeah. But so we're continuing now. We're going into season four, episode thirteen, Escape Cadavo. Yes. So Cadavo's the slave processing plant. I don't remember if I said that, but. Yes, you did. Um, I feel like it's got to be nearby. I guess. I don't know. It's got to be. Um, uh, well, hang on. Yeah. Oh, but hang on. Sorry. The moral, the moral is don't interrupt me. Uh, oh. I'm the moral of this episode is great hope can come from small sacrifices. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. sometimes you got to do a little to get a lot. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, we see, we open up in Cadavo in, mm -hmm. I guess they're, it's the processing plant, but I guess it's a giant mine. Well, Anakin, uh, Obi-Wan Obi -Wan. says, you know, he comments on it that everything there was meant to break the will so I feel like none of the work is necessary like I feel yeah. like I feel like the work is only essential to keeping the place running but it's yeah it's not super essential yeah the main thing is that they're there to get reminded that they're slaves and mm -hmm. all this other you know so yeah. I feel like I feel like the work they're doing really has no big point it's just a matter of yeah. breaking them to a point where they're going to be obedient yeah. And re recognize this is your life, and if you want to live, mm -hmm. you're going to live it this way, the way we say. Yeah, and what we didn't mention in the last episode was when they arrive on... Cadavo. Cadavo, thank you. I almost wanted to call it Corova, but that's something completely different. Um, 
the main guy, the main slave processor. Yeah, the guy in the floaty chair. Yeah, <laughs> he looks like Thanos. What's it, what is it with fat people in floaty chairs, man? They're We're turning into Wally. <laughs> um, yeah, um, he brings like a couple of the Chiguruta people out on the platform. Is and that not the most cat thing, though? That is legit. Like, if cats so could cat. have a floating platform, <laughs> I feel she like... would just stay on it. Exactly. I feel like our cat Piglet would be ridiculous with that. She, she would, would just... She would just stay on hover it. Hover into a room. Meow. <laughs> no, she would get a button to meow for her. <laughs> she is the laziest cat in the world. Um, so, yes, they yeah. gather the people in the courtyard, including yeah. Obi-Wan. And then he turns to Obi-Wan and says, Now that I have your attention... Well, and he says that like, after. But, oh yes, but yeah, yeah he, like he, he like drops the people from the yeah, platform. He, he, yeah, he drops like five people, um, and then says, you know, he he basically sends a yeah. message like, you mess up, you're not getting punished. They are. Yeah. Which is like, I mean, like that's I can't condone it. Yeah. But at it's the end effective of the day, to torture a Jedi. That is the greatest yeah. way. Yeah. That is the way to break a Jedi right there. Yeah, Jedi, supposedly the most empathetic beings, supposedly. Right. Yeah, attack their empathy. Exactly. Um, yeah, and, 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 and we and see that in the beginning of the episode. Yeah, where, and then in the guy, you know, one of the slaves gets whipped because of Obi-Wan, mm -hmm. and at the end, um, he's like, you know, go away, stay away from me. Jedi only it's, bring bad, bad things. And it's it's uh, like, Governor Rashti. It might be, yeah. yeah. I don't know, it could have been just any old Togruta, hmm. but... Um, yeah, he, you know, he's like, no, you know, Jedi just bring bad things, and it's just like, oof. Yeah. I mean, you gotta understand, that's how a lot of people felt during this war. Mm -hmm. That's why they were okay with, like, oh, the Jedi are dead? Cool. Yeah. Hail Empire. Because a lot of them were like, well, the war was not there until the Jedi were there. Yeah. Hmm. Now, obviously, that's not how it works, but yeah. perspective is everything. I read something. That I don't know if 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 it's true. Like I, I need to fact check because you're my encyclopedia. I read a fact that the Clone Wars was caused when Mace Windu interrupted a Geonosian, uh, what's it called, execution. Like, does that have any like? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's Episode Two. Yes. Oh, right. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I understand the wording yeah. sounds different, but yeah, like that. That yeah. Technically, the I mean that's the cause of the Clone Wars. Well, no, each yeah. side. Technically, it started when the Separatists were going to execute two Jedi and a senator, true, uh, because they don't like them, and they got caught doing it, and so they were. The the thing is, the Separatists were amassing an army in secret. Yeah. Technically, so were the Republic, and so when the Republic came to rescue them, mm -hmm. they just brought their army, and the Separatists are like, "Well, we have an army too," and. Yeah, I guess I never like read it in that phrasing. Yeah, no, I mean it makes it it makes a world of difference if you just take it out of context of what all's going on. But yeah, yeah the essential no, Mace Windu is not the cause for the Clone Wars. No, no. the Separatists are the cause. Right. Of the Clone now the Wars. Separatists will probably you know, as they do, they'll probably twist and spin it, but Yes. But anyway. Um so yeah. Dooku is on his way to Zagiria in order to get uh, slaves for the Sith cause. Well, yeah, and to oversee the execution of, um, well, he doesn't reveal it quite yet, yeah. but, um, yeah, well, we'll go ahead and jump there. I mean, there's not yeah. a whole lot between there, but yeah, he comes yeah. to the queen and is like, I'm here to kill Obi-Wan mm -hmm. and the Jedi, not, because the queen comes up with her whole thing of, 
I'm going to kill all the Jedi except Anakin, and I'm going to make all... Well, no, I'm not going to kill them. I'm going to enslave all the Jedi except, except Anakin. Anakin. And I'm just going to, you know, make the... I'm going to show our power that we can enslave Jedi, the most except powerful Anakin. of them. Yeah, like... <laughs> he's, and, he's my boy. Yeah, and Dooku's just like, yeah, that's nice, but I want to kill Obi-Wan. Yeah, um, that's fine. And it turns out uh, it was betrayal. Her uh, advisor contacted Dooku. Oh! Uh, I mean, she kind of been parading around with Anakin, making yeah. it kind of obvious how she felt. So, yeah. I mean, he, he clearly was like, oh, she's gone over the edge. I'm, I'm done. I'm yeah. getting her out. So, um... Yeah, it's... Oh, and we get... We had a scene in the last episode with Ahsoka oh, in yeah, the cage. Yeah. Like, I guess the advisor... No, it's just a dude. It's just a dude. Just a dude. Was like, well... When you get out of this cage in your process, you're mine. And then Ahsoka just like force pushes him off the building, and, and it's what, so great. Look, he pulls himself back yeah. up. And, but it's so funny. Yes, because she just does it with like a hmm, wave of her hand. Yeah, and, and she gets electrocuted for it. But I was like, oh, that's worth it. That's, she's so I would, cool. I, yeah, she is so cool. Um, like Ahsoka Tano is underrated. Exactly. How cool uh, she is. I don't think she's underrated. No, I think everybody knows. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so uh, when Dooku's like, uh, I don't think you're going to work out anymore, you know, he basically yeah. chokes he out. Her. Well, yeah, I mean, he yeah. chokes out the queen. Yeah. She dies in a similar manner to Padme in a sense where it's like, well, they were only choked. Yeah, but there's probably some legitimate yeah. internal damage that yeah. came from that. There could be internal bleeding. She mm-hmm. could, like, your brain is deprived of oxygen. You're going to. Yeah, that's gonna like, cause yeah, some I mean, damage. you know, you don't just because you don't see the yeah. internal damage doesn't mean it's there. Yeah, she probably died of brain damage. Could be. I mean, yeah. she was a little damaged to begin with. Hey, but right. she was a right. cutie. She was coming around. That's the thing again, but yeah. sadly too late. So, yeah, uh, he uh, strangles her. She's not quite dead yet. She actually dies in a, in a few scenes, but mm-hmm. he blames it on Anakin. Mm-hmm. You know, which of course they're gonna believe him. Yeah, uh, and so then. Uh, they start this whole escape adventure. Yeah. It seems that in your anger, you killed your cat. <laughs> um, and so, uh, yeah, essentially, Anakin and Ahsoka are able to escape with the queen. She dies in his arms, but thankfully tells him where the slaves are. Yes. Which also means where Obi-Wan and Rex are. Kadavo. 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 Um, and so they show up. Which should have been the way in the beginning. Guns yeah. are blazing. Um, yeah. They've got some help from uh, Plo and Wolfpack. Yeah. Which is really nice to see. Yeah. Can, um, I, can I just say, my new favorite shirt is my Plo's Bros yes, shirt. Yes, you can say it, and I do know. <laughs> I know you know. Um, I'm going to wear it the day we meet James Arnold Taylor. So yeah, essentially, uh, they've got all the backup in the world. Uh, the prison guy, uh, the guy in charge... Um, He's sadistic. I don't know if he set all this up, but somebody was sadistic enough to set up all these, like, traps and everything. So, like, the cell where yeah. the Togruta R starts getting electrified, and then the floor starts retreating, and, and the whole complex yeah. is suspended over it's, a giant crater. Yeah, it's almost like the, the, the box that was in the episodes oh, yeah. that we watched. Like, um, and so... We'll get there. Yeah, I mean, it's slowly letting these people... Like, eventually, you guys are going to fall out. Yep. But, um... Anakin and Ahsoka split up. Anakin goes after uh, taking out the guns so that the ships can come in, and yeah. Ahsoka goes out to help the people. Eventually, the cruiser just comes up under the complex, and basically they 
all just leap down onto the ship, basically. Yeah. And they're all safe and sound. And, okay, so the part I wanted to talk about yes. is in the whole, you know, <laughs> now, you know, okay, um, Obi-Wan and Rex are like, oh, okay, the cavalry's here so we can actually fight back now. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the scene, uh, Obi-Wan corners the prison director, which his name is somewhere in our notes, but it's I'm not, somewhere. I, I, but, it's not important enough. And so the guy's like, I'm unarmed, it wouldn't be much of a Jedi if you did that, and then Obi-Wan just looks at Rex, and Rex just knows what to do, and yes. throws the uh, spear through the guy. And, I love that. And, and and I think he even has a quip where, oh no, uh, Rex has the line where he's mm-hmm. like, I'm no Jedi. It's like in Captain America Winter Soldier when he's holding the Hydra guy on the side of the building Mm -hmm. and he's like, you're Captain America. You wouldn't throw me off a building. And he's like, no, but she would. Exactly. (laughs) And it's just one of those things where it's like, (laughs) Obi-Wan. You dog. Right, because what's funny is earlier in the scene when when Anakin and Ahsoka make their assault on the place, they they cut open the door and get in and then... Some of the Zygerians come out and start shooting them, and Anakin just slashes and slaughters yes. them. And Ahsoka has a moment where she looks at him like, really? Yeah. <laughs> and that's it, though. I love that. He just killed dudes, and you're just like, minor inconvenience. Anakin. Right. Like, like I'm, yeah. it's just, y'all want to criticize Anakin so much. Uh, let's talk about that Obi-Wan moment. Come yeah. on. Like, like Obi-Wan. He didn't technically kill him. He didn't, but that's totally out of his character. Again, like, I, I love that cu- though. <laughs> it's cute. It works in the episode and everything, but his his greater character story. Yeah. That's that's very against Obi Wan. Yeah. I, I'm I'm not like I'm not gonna latch onto it. I think it's actually funny and ironic. Yeah. I but, love stuff like that. Yeah. Like so. I love like I love. St- <laughs> yeah. It's just it's it's <laughs> it's uh, great. It's an irony. Yeah. But, um, so, but, yeah, so at the end of the day, the Degruta people are are freed, uh, returned to their home and everything, and Ahsoka has a cute moment with uh, Rashti and everything. Yeah, um, where he's like, young Padawan, come over here. <laughs> Let's talk away from the humans. <laughs> <laughs> well, close there. Yeah, and um, he doesn't really say anything, like incriminating or anything like no, that. No, no, no. Like, he's but just, he, like, wants to talk to her. But, it, yeah, it's just a moment um, with someone who he thinks would understand. You know, and he just talks yeah. about, like, I, this is a big deal for our people. This is going to be a lot to recover from. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, Ahsoka's like, yeah, but I think, it, I think yeah. it'll work out. And he's like, you know what? I think the Republic's our place. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things, like, I wonder if Ahsoka, like, really got to talking to Roshdi, like, how would he react to her? Like, how would... Oh, I you were taking that a different way, because I was oh, shaking no. my head. No. Like, no, I don't think she would, you know, go Wait, away Because, it, again, she was taken so young. She, mm-hmm. she, Those aren't her people. Exactly. To her. The like, Jedi are I, her people. Now, I know she says she says the line of they are they are her people by species, but, yes. like, she's, she's not personally attached any more than a Jedi should be. Yeah. She's attached because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. You know, and everything like that. Um... You know, so that's that's the, because you mentioned that before of like you know there, she's not really reacting much to it. And it's yeah. like, well, she doesn't really. It's not home yeah. to her. Like I wonder how her people would be like. Oh, she's a Jedi. Mm-hmm. Well, are you making things, young Tano? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are you, are you making I'm, music? Yes. Um, well, what's funny though is that the duality where you have Anakin who's holding to his past and it's 
making him the angry person that he is. Yeah. And you have Ahsoka, who's not really bothered by her past, mm-hmm. uh, and yet still manages to be a good and compassionate person. So it's yeah. like, it's interesting. But yeah. like, if there is a balanced character in Clone Wars, it's Ahsoka. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's why she's the fulcrum. But yes. Yeah. So um, that's the Zygerian episodes. We have one more episode to talk about. But before we get there, we'll have one more banking clan blurb yeah. for you. But lots of interesting conversation, lots of deep stuff in those episodes. Yes, so. we have rambled so much. Eh, it's, it's fine. fine. So, yeah, we'll be back in a moment with the rest. And now, so, I know in the last uh, last week's episode, I talked about, like, you know, the new normal is four arcs, but this was a weird one where it yeah. went back to three. <laughs> um, but we are talking about four episodes, so now we're yeah. we're done with the Zygerians and we're moving on to a new plot. And technically, this is connected to other episodes. It's a prequel of sorts, but unlike most where it's like, oh, this episode comes before there's other ones and it's different in the timeline. No, this, this episode takes place when it's supposed to take place. It just doesn't come back around the, with a lot of the events of it. Mm-hmm. Until later. Yeah. But. I'm curious to see where this goes. Yes. Yeah. It was an interesting episode. Yeah, it presents a lot of things that come back around uh, later, and it is definitely not the last we see of Lux, um, which, there you go. We're, Lux, Lux comes back. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so this was one, again, where we really didn't have a place otherwise to put it. I mean, next week we're talking about four episodes dealing with Obi Wan and all this other stuff, and it's just like. Yeah, we are. There's n- we're not going to sit and talk about five episodes, so mm-hmm. we put it on this one. Um, so, sorry to switch gears so much on you, but we are shifting a little bit. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, we open up on... Oh, well, let me... Hang on. Sorry. I'm interrupting myself now. Yeah, so, but are. it is season four, episode 14. Uh, a friend in need. Um, a, fri- uh, a friend. Oh, for real. You got a friend, huh? You got a friend. Uh, moral is friendship shows us who we really are. Mm. That is true. I mean, you know, I'm sure we're not the only ones with parents who have said, you know, you know, show me your friends, I'll show you who you are kind of thing, you know. Yeah. And it's a reality. Who You are who you hang out with and who you give your time to. My friends are dorks. What does that say about me? It says you're soft and squishy and no one has to worry about you doing any crimes. Accurate. <laughs> uh, just the crime of being cute. Hey, um, thank you. No, I mean, we, we like to hang out with who we like to hang out with, but we have yeah. to be honest with ourselves that sometimes that says some things about us that we need to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, there's not much more to say about that than that. I'm pretty yeah. sure none of you guys have any bad criminal friends. Maybe. Right? <laughs> so, but, um, yeah, so we open up on Mandalore, though. Yeah, we do. We open up on Mandalore with uh, Satine, who's not saying anything in this episode and it made me sad you know, yeah she doesn't really get anything <laughs> no but we get I, to see her which makes me happy i feel they just i think they need a location they already have preset yeah. and mandalore being neutral is a great place yeah. for because you have the republic and the um separatist yeah it's uh, a meeting. sanctioned meeting between the two yeah so this comes back to some of the and this is why Bonteri comes in a little bit because yeah. it goes back to the whole thing you know, Padme and her were meeting in secrecy because it was literally illegal mm-hmm. for a separatist and, and republic senator to meet. Yeah. Like, they, you know, and one of the one of the interesting things here, and it came up in that episode with Mina Bonteri as well, is one of the senators just says, we just want you to acknowledge that our cause is legitimate. Mm-hmm. And everybody's quiet, especially Padme. Yeah. 
And it's because it goes back to it's accurate. Why is it illegal for them to meet? They don't want to give their cause legitimacy. Yep. The you know, it, it's this idea that they aren't real. Their problems aren't real. Their opinions aren't real. The republic is fine. It's doing great. It's perfect. And they're just bad people. Yeah. That sounds familiar. Oh, they have some legitimate. Yeah. I mean, going back to Mina Bonteri, she had some legitimate claims. Yeah. And 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 now that's the difference, though. Padme is not blindly following the Republic. Mm -hmm. She is not one to not admit the problems. You know, we talked about this in our Queen Shadow episode, where it's like the similarities between Qui Gon and Padme, and being, I believe in this, but I think it's failing. Yeah. I'm not quitting though. The, yeah. the similarities between them. That's impressive. That's the difference, I think, between most, is you look at senators on the separatist side, oh yeah, they see the problems and they want to destroy the Republic. That's the stigma. Yeah. And you see the Republic senators, like, they see the problems and they don't care. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. It's like, if we would just talk. If we would just sit down and have a conversation. Communication. Yes. Um, yeah, this meeting is like a fire at the circus. Right. Intense. Well, yeah. Well, the thing is, like, it... it, it it's not even what it's supposed to be because... Acknowledge my funny joke, no. please. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, it's just... It, as great as it is to finally have this kind of a meeting, yeah. you know nothing's getting done. Of course I mean, not. We know, we know that. We've but, been in meetings. But what, right? But what does get done is Lux Bonteri sporting Lux a nice Bonteri. new haircut uh, shows up. cute with a jawline, like a, a chiseled man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so basically he just busts in. And yeah, slides. and Ahsoka's got a face of, <gasps> oh. Right, yeah, she fawns a little bit. <laughs> nice haircut looks. Um, and Padme notices, of course. And so, but yeah, he immediately is like, uh, can we just acknowledge the fact that they killed my mom? Yeah, Count Dooku <laughs> killed my mom. Oh, well, yes, yeah. okay, He's, he specifies Count Dooku. Um, yeah. You know, he's clear, He he's there with his own intentions. Yes, that becomes very clear. That becomes incredibly clear. We now, got now, did you expect to see Lux again? No, Never. I didn't. Like, you didn't let on about that? Uh, we had had a conversation about uh, Ahsoka before. Like, her leanings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he didn't let on, hey, Lux is coming back. Which, yeah, I was genuinely surprised by it. That's good. But yeah, um, so guards come out of nowhere and apprehend Lux. Oh yeah, because, you know, he's spewing lies. Yeah. Um, and Ahsoka brings up a good point of like, you know they're going to kill him, right? Yeah, <laughs> and so she gets kind of permission from mom. Right, to do it discreetly. Yeah. <laughs> which she does not. Yeah. I mean, she kind of does. She doesn't use her lightsaber to destroy the droids, which is yeah. one thing. Yeah, but she just... Yeah, but I love that. at the same time, there was a few that they really should have stopped and destroyed because they started chasing them. Yeah. Um, Can I just mention real quick, Padme is absolutely Ahsoka's mom. Oh yeah, just definitely. Completely. Yeah, um, but in the in the in between of her rescuing and and mm -hmm. running away and attracting more attention than necessary. Yeah. <laughs> um, Lux gets to talk to Dooku a little bit, mm -hmm. um, and uh, so we see his ploy all along was to just get a transmission from Dooku that he could trace. Yeah. They don't really explicitly state that. We see him do a little thing, and the, but that comes back later where we see that was his plan all along. Yeah. Uh, and that's what ends up happening after Ahsoka rescues him is like, you shouldn't have done that. I had a plan. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so they steal a ship. <laughs> no, they use... Uh, oh. they, uh, oh. I, I assume that's the ship that she and Padme came on, because so. it's guarded by Senate guards. So. Yeah, and Lux pulls a jerk move and tases Ahsoka until she falls asleep. Yeah. That's a good electrocution nap. Right. Um, and they end up on... Uh, it's here somewhere. Where is it? Where is it? What's um, it called? Carlac. Yes. Carlac. Which is a moon? I guess. I don't know. I don't know. It's snowing. Yes. Uh, yeah. And it's got Chinese cherry blossom trees. Yeah. That's really cute. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. the aesthetic in this is all day felonious-esque. Oh, yeah. Um, um, even it's... when we start to talk, when we introduce <laughs> the people later on. Yeah. It's beautiful, snowy landscape. Uh, you know Lux... what else is beautiful? Ahsoka. Bo-Katan. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, Bo-Katan <laughs> is also cute. Um, but yeah, Ahsoka's got this cute little snow bunny outfit on. Right. I just love <laughs> that that was on board. Yeah, because like, you know, Padme was probably like, get a coat. Right. It might be cold. Sure. Honey. Uh, like, whatever. Go. We're not going to acknowledge the fact that that should not have been in the closet. Wait till your father gets home. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so they, they get there and... Um, Lux and she are met by Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan. Uh, I love Bo-Katan so much. Mm -hmm. You will more so much later. Yes. Um, but I've heard about Bo-Katan, but I haven't really. Oh yeah, she's yeah. she's fantastic. I mean, if you love Sabine, she's she. You'll like her as much as Sabine, but for very different reasons. If that. Yeah. Like, cause like with Sabine, it's very. Free personality, creative, yeah. colorful. You're not, none of that with Bo-Katan. <laughs> she's you're, just brutal. She she is Mandalore. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's um, the that's the least I'm gonna say. But yeah. yeah. So Death Watch. Death Watch. Death Watch are back. Yeah, and they're at, they ask Lux like, "Oh, who's this?" And he's like, "Oh, it's I, I'm his betrothed." Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, wifey. Right. You couldn't come up with cute. any other. It's cute. She didn't want to be a servant. She just no. played that role. Yes. Uh, which, yeah, accurate. Uh, and R2 is following behind. With oh, yeah, so. Ahsoka's, yeah, he has her lightsaber. He's good at holding things. Yes, he is. He's a, he's a good storage droid. <laughs> and they come upon the Death Watch camp. Yeah, they Where they're them. torturing droids. Yeah. I mean, they're separatist droids, but at the same time, they're droids. Well, not all of them are separatist, but... I mean, hey, hey, droids have no side, only programming. Exactly. It's like dogs. Exactly. If you got a bad droid, that's because they got a bad master. Exactly. Or someone who programmed them poorly. Yes. Um, yeah, and Ahsoka's trying to knock some synth... Like, Lux is just like, this is fine, this is fine. These are beautiful, yeah. wonderful people. And Ahsoka's <laughs> just like, you idiot! Yes. Um, so she's trying to knock some sense into him. Uh, when... Bo-Katan walks in. Nuh-uh. Oh, oh, Nuh -uh. wait, 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 wait. Who walks in? Johnny Favreau. John Favreau. That's yes. right. I don't remember his name. Previsla. Previsla walks in. Yes. And so in order to shut her up, Lux just plants a sloppy wet one I mean, on it, you know. Yeah, it's It kind of works. You shut me up with kisses all the time. <laughs> and you know they've been wanting to do that, so... Yes. But can we talk about his new look, though? He looks... Righteous. <laughs> he looks really cool. <laughs> so he's got... There's a lot of new look for the Mandalorians in the yes. Death Watch here. So, you know, previously they were much more refined and regal and almost idolized because they represented the supreme, you know, 
best remembered warrior culture of their yeah. time. Now, I mean, look at look at their camp. Look at them. Mm-hmm. They're kind of falling apart. They're kind of yeah. off the hinges. Yeah, they're torturing droids for no reason. And that came from George Lucas. George Lucas was like, okay, when Death Watch comes back this time, they're going to be a biker gang. Mm-hmm. That was the direction that Filoni and them had, and they captured that, that pretty well, you <laughs> yeah. know, in terms of, like, they used to be a legitimate threat. Like, think back. I mean, we just talked about, mm-hmm. you know, they were legitimate terrorists. They were scary. Now yeah. they're just pathetic. Yep. And I, I say that loving Mandalorians. I oh, mean, yeah. Don't get me wrong, but... But um, specific, so now though, they're not just as pristine. They're a little bit more cobbled together. Um, And there's actually designs for very specific groupings now. You have flame troopers, you have grapple troopers, you have jump troopers. So they're leaning more into the like, okay, we don't have everything, so just get what you're good at. Um, And along with that, Pre Vizsla gets a little bit of an update to his outfit. So he gets a cool new jetpack. He loses it in the episode, but. For Pete's sake, guys, you're. Just flying around with buckets of fuel on your back. <laughs> yeah. Someone's going to shoot it. That's I mean, the first the thing, thing they're going to shoot. Uh, well, but it's one of those things where it's like, it makes sense, like, you know, how a, a good strike on Boba's jetpack set it off. I mean, it's exactly. just a fuel container, for goodness sake. Legit. Like, but. you'd think it'd be, like, plasma power or something. Like, Right. No, it's just gas. <laughs> um, yeah, and so uh, originally Vizsla had a very traditional... Uh, Mandalorian helmet. Now he's got um, additional um, prods on the side for mm-hmm. communication and other things. They don't really tell us what it's yeah. meant to do, but um, and he's bald now. Mm-hmm. You, you know, know when you that's how you the know rails, they've gone you crazy. Shave your head. That's how you know they've gone crazy. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, but yeah, oh, and and John Favreau does such a great job. He does. I mean, you know, he's always done crazy very well, and so I can't wait for the Mandalorian oh. panel. That's gonna be great. Yeah, it's tomorrow technically from where we are existing yeah. when the show actually goes out in the air. So yeah, so Lux gives over the device to track Dooku. Yeah, so that was yeah. the whole point of them working together. Yeah, they want to kill Dooku too because yeah, they kind of got screwed over too. Yeah. Um, so the Mandalorians shove R2-D2 into a droid storage Which container. Which, how rude of Ahsoka to just... So mean. Well, to be fair, she kind of got put into slavery, too. Again, Accurate. for, like... Yeah. But, yeah, they put him in there, and they're like, fix oh, these droids yeah, that so that we can get him again. And yeah. then, like, you get this repair, scene... Repair, repair, or, exactly. or something like that. Like, all of these droids are just, like, crawling towards him. Yeah, and it's, it's so, so cool. cool. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile... Bo-Katan pushes Ahsoka into a tent filled with Ming-Po women captured from a nearby village. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where we start, you know, not that Ahsoka needed confirmation that, oh yeah, yeah they're terrible people, but yeah. yep, they're, they're being terrible people here. Yeah, basically they've been kidnapped by the Mandalorians as servants. Right. Yeah. Now, uh, and the, the thing is, originally, um, the Ming-Po, which if you need a visual, if you don't remember what they look like or haven't actually seen the episodes for some mm-hmm. weird reason, they look like Alita Battle Angel. Yeah. They're regular they people with big huge eyes. Huge eyes. Um, but originally, they were supposed to be Yakorians. Remind AKA, me. AKA the species of Yak Face. Not, oh, not, the, oh, oh, not oh. the ones that we've seen already that talk like goats. Yes. The ones that literally have Yak Faces. Yeah. I remember I saw. Yeah, figure of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so Yakorians were originally supposed to be there. I'm not really sure why it changed, but it changed. Yeah. Um, but. I mean, it would have been cool, because um, we really don't see much of them. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so, the women who are being held captive, their leader, 
comes in and is like, hey, give me back my peoples. Mm-hmm. Um, and Brevizzo's like, okay. Okay. I give you back well, your people. Well, first of all, he did not just that. Yeah. But that, you know, dawn tomorrow. Yeah. Nothing good happens at dawn, guys. No. <laughs> yeah. And, and, of then, course, and then even worse, they show up and it's like, oh, you've kept your word. How honorable of you. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, no. Uh, as soon as his daughter is back into his arms, Previsla just straight up stabs her. Right. And yeah. it's the same girl that uh, Ahsoka had talked to the previous night in the tent yeah. and everything, which, of course, of course. Like, don't talk to a Jedi. Bad yeah. things, bad things. And then they just straight up kill everyone. Yeah, they start burning down the village and everything. Uh, and I mean, just being... Death Watch. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and Ahso- yeah. Ahsoka obviously can't deal, so she jumps into action. Yeah, of course, because she's a Jedi, and that's what she's supposed to do. Now, and then, oh, well, we're not there yet. Oh. I'm going to skip ahead anyway. There's not much. So, but they drag her back to camp behind the speeder. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then when they're there, uh, R2 sees, oh, my master, well, you know. Yeah, my Ahsoka. Right. Um, and so he gets the other droids to help him with a revolt, and, um, Lux comes to his senses and tries to help it out as well. Um, nonetheless, either way, Ahsoka ends up getting her lightsabers. Yeah. And in the best gif ever made of a Clone Wars scene. Yes. Just does a spinny spinny and takes off five dudes' heads. It's so cool. Like, you know that she learned that from Anakin. Yeah, exactly. Like, people talk about Palpatine's spinny spinny mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Ahsoka. Right. And Five like, heads at once. Yeah. That is rad. So, yeah, Vizsla ignites the dark saber. Yeah. Which is also Still really hanging cool. On. Oh, yeah. yeah. Still hanging on to the fact that he thinks he's worthy. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Give it to Bo-Katan. She would have taken care of things. <laughs> we um, get a kind of cool lightsaber, dark saber. Hey, I just realized that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and this is a thing that continues to further, like, I mean, Vizsla's yeah. not bad. He's... Yeah, decent, he holds his own, but, but he's not trained. He's not great. Mm-hmm. And that, to the Mandalorians, should have been a big, meaningful signal of, like... He's crazy. He's like, not going to be able to he's not, lead. He's not a, and that's the reflection. He's not a hinged leader like he claims to be. He claims to be, you know, able to kill Jedi with this because of the heritage of it and all that. Like, yeah. but Meanwhile, It's like, you talk game, but... Yeah, Ahsoka's like 16 at this point. Yeah, around about. So, I mean, that's the thing is it's just like, you, you're not really, you can't live up to your hype, dude. Mm-hmm. So. I am the hype. Right. Yeah, yeah. he is his own hype. Um, really, the the only one that really does a great job of help, uh, of trying to stop them escaping is Bo-Katan. Of course. Because she's um, awesome. And so, I do want to mention, though, real quick, because um, really we wouldn't have the awesome armor that uh, Sabine and other female Mandalorians have if it weren't for Bo-Katan. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is slightly different. They wanted kind of a special ops feel to it, yeah. um, and they gave them a unique name. And so her squad of um, Mandalorians are called the Night Owls, Ooh. because the helmet's based on the face of an owl. Yeah. It's really cool. I love the look of yeah. this. And can I, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to stop. Asking if I can say things and just say it. Uh, female armor in Star Wars, I absolutely love. I appreciate it. Yeah, like, Phasma is the ultimate example of mm-hmm. female armor does not t- need to be over-feminized. No, and at the end of the day, Catan and the Night Owls are all functional. Exactly. Like, th- that's, what, that's what matters. Yeah. Like, it's like, not about what looks good. Mm-hmm. And, like, I've said it multiple times when talking about Phasma's armor, I love that there's not, like... 
boob pockets. Yeah. Because that's stupid. That's so stupid to me. Right. It's like, you don't need boob pockets on armor. No. If well, anything, it just... Yeah, and, and, and that's the thing. is like, Bo-Katan and them, and the, yeah, they look good because the armor is just cool. Yeah. And it's not it's not hyper-feminized. Yes. You know, because first of all, it doesn't need yeah. to be. And don't get me wrong. I, I love effeminate people. I love feminine women. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with being feminine. Like, I love Sabine's armor because it's her own armor. Right, but but it's just to a point where it's like Ugh. armor. Well, it's yeah. like, it goes back to, again, with especially with Phasma, where people are like, well, it doesn't really show that it's a woman. Like, it's armor. Yeah. It doesn't have to show that exactly. it's a woman. You know it's a woman from her voice. Right. And even still, it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah. it doesn't have to look like a woman's armor. No. It just has to look like armor. And I love the fact that, like, when Phasma's... Uh, when her eye is shown in, you know, The Last Jedi, mm-hmm. no makeup. Mm-hmm. No makeup in sight. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what she looks like in episode 9. I can't wait. Because Gwendolyn Christie is already gorgeous. I'm pretty sure she's not in episode 9. I, but I keep I holding so. on hope. But I just want that to be the reoccurring yeah. joke. Just yeah. come out of nowhere. If you haven't seen, like, the promo pictures for the new, se- for the new season of Game of Thrones... Mm-hmm. Gwendolyn Christie. Oh my gosh. No, even better than that, her red carpet appearance. She's so beautiful. Right? It's I mean, ridiculous. she outshone every other female actor there. And that's the beautiful thing about Gwendolyn is she pulls off great dresses and yes. great looks without still feeling like she still feels like herself. She doesn't feel mm-hmm. like she's selling out and being yeah. not being herself. She feels like she's being absolutely herself. That's yeah. why she looks so good. And that's why I love Brienne of Tarth mm-hmm. is because She's an incredible character. Yeah. Well, and at the end of the day, she looks great in both aspects. Yeah. And that and that's the thing. It's like yeah. because she just feels like herself and it's just it's great to lean into yeah. that instead of uh, can we put put more boobs on it? Yeah. You and know. Game of Thrones and Star Wars, they have a history of fantastic female characters that are not like high, most some of them are feminine and, you know, beautiful and girly and all that kind of stuff but some of them are also not yeah and that's okay they're both valid mm-hmm. i don't like the yeah, idea well, of not like other girls right. what's wrong with other girls right well and that's important to come to with this kind of conversation um is you know it's not to say that being feminine is invalid or being no. non-feminine is invalid both are valid yeah uh and just do you so, yeah, she wears short skirts, I wear t-shirts. You're both valid because right. you're both women. At least wear clothes, that's all I ask. You like Goodness different gracious. things, that's fine. Exactly. So, um, but... But, sorry. Anyway, um, <laughs> this is going to be such a long episode. But, sorry. Um, yeah, in the end, Lux basically ditches Ahsoka. Yeah. Um, because he's still not giving up his mission. Yeah. He's, he's, he's got to get Dooku. But they got that cute little hand touch on the window yeah. as he's getting into the escape pod. Yeah. That's cute. Um, but again, it's not the end of Lux, but it's yes. starting some things. Um, and so a lot of concepts start here. It, overall, it's a lot of great growth for Ahsoka. And she's mm-hmm. not there with any other familiar characters like Anakin or Padme. This is her adventure and it's her time to... Mm-hmm lead and grow, uh, which is nice. It's nice to get those moments because she is getting older. She is yeah. getting um, up there. and so yeah. she's um, starting to understand things. Yeah. So that is our episodes 
yep. long episode today. Uh, I, I'm not sorry. sorry. Uh, but uh, hopefully you enjoyed the conversation. Um, you know, we had we it, it took us to a lot of different places. Um, you know, each episode had its its moments where it led us somewhere else. And I mean, at the end of the day, like I said at the beginning, like I think that's the fun part is we're not just talking about Clone Wars, but we're talking about much more. Yeah. Uh, because of the Clone Wars as a foundation. Yeah. Um, and so, and at the end of the day, you still get the gist of what goes on in the episode and all that other stuff. So hopefully yeah. you enjoyed the ride. Um, Make sure that you are checking us out on YouTube because as of now we're at Celebration and we have been, or we will be putting up videos each day Mm -hmm. of our Celebration recaps. So make sure you're checking that out to stay up to date with everything that's happening. Um, And other than that, um, everything's coming out as scheduled. You know, we've been pre-recording so uh, all episodes will drop as they're supposed to. So continue to enjoy that. Make sure you're following us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. And if you like what we do and would like to support the show, Patreon is the place to do that. Uh, Rebecca does that, and we do appreciate you, Rebecca, for your uh, awesome support over on Patreon. You can join her and get all kinds of goodness, like our bonus episode about Rogue One and others, um, over on Patreon, thanks to your support. So feel free to check that out. If you can't do that, though, just make sure that you share and tell others about the episodes and how much you love it. Uh, And make sure to tell us that you love it too and let us know what you thought of these episodes and all yeah. the happenings and where you stand on cat people. Um, I'm a fan. Uh, so, but with that guys, I've been your herd leader John Wayne. And I've been your herd mom Megan. This has been another episode of the Clone Wars Rewatch. Stay scrappy guys and may the force be with you. I love you. <laughs>